Section 14 of From the Tower Window of My Bookhouse. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, go to LibriVox.org. Recording by Mary Schneider. From the Tower Window of My Bookhouse, edited by Olive Beaupre Miller. Section 14 Wolfert Weber or Golden Dreams, A Tale of Old New York by washington irving part three dame weber and her daughter were in despair at what they conceived a returning touch of insanity there are two family oracles one or the other of which dutch housewives consult in all cases of great doubt and perplexity the dominie and the doctor in the present instance they repaired to the doctor there was at that time a little dark mouldy man of medicine famous among the old wives of the manhattoes for his skill not only in the healing art but in all matters of strange and mysterious nature his name was dr knipperhausen but he was more commonly known by the appellation of the high german doctor to him did the poor women repair for counsel and assistance touching the mental vagaries of wolfert weber they found the doctor seated in his little study, clad in his dark camlet robe of knowledge, with his black velvet cap, a pair of green spectacles set in black horn upon his clubbed nose, and poring over a German folio that reflected back the darkness of his physiognomy. The doctor listened to their statement of the symptoms of Wolfert's malady with profound attention, but when they came to mention his raving about buried money, the little man pricked up his ears alas poor women they little knew the aid they had called in dr knipperhausen had been half his life engaged in seeking the short cuts to fortune in quest of which so many a long lifetime is wasted his mind therefore had become stored with all kinds of mystic lore he had dabbled a little in astrology alchemy and divination knowing how to detect stolen money and to tell where springs of water lay hidden in a word by the dark nature of his knowledge he had acquired the name of the high german doctor which is pretty nearly equivalent to that of necromancer the doctor had often heard rumors of treasure being buried in various parts of the island and had long been anxious to get on the traces of it so far from curing the doctor caught the malady from his patient the circumstances unfolded to him awakened all his cupidity he had not a doubt of money being buried somewhere in the neighborhood of the mysterious crosses and offered to join wolfert in the search he informed him that much secrecy and caution must be observed in enterprises of the kind that money is only to be digged for at night with certain forms and ceremonies and burning of drugs the repeating of mystic words and above all that the seekers must first be provided with a divining rod which had the wonderful property of pointing to the very spot in the surface of the earth under which treasure lay hidden as the doctor had given much of his mind to these matters he charged himself with all the necessary preparations and as the quarter of the moon was propitious he undertook to have the divining rod ready by a certain night wolfert's heart leaped with joy at having met with so able a coadjutor everything went on secretly but swimmingly and the black fisherman was engaged to take them in his skiff to the scene of enterprise at length the appointed night arrived for this perilous undertaking before wolfert left his home he counseled his wife and daughter to go to bed and feel no alarm if he should not return during the night 
like reasonable women on being told not to feel alarm they fell immediately into a panic they saw at once by his manner that something unusual was in agitation all their fears about the unsettled state of his mind were revived with tenfold force they hung about him entreating him not to expose himself to the night air but all in vain when once wolfert was mounted on his hobby it was no easy matter to get him out of the saddle it was a clear starlight night when he issued out of the portal of the weber palace he wore a large flapped hat tied under the chin with the handkerchief of his daughters to secure him from the night damp while dame weber threw her long red cloak about his shoulders and fastened it round his neck the doctor had been no less carefully armed and accoutred and sallied forth a thick clasped book under his arm a basket of drugs and dried herbs in one hand and in the other the miraculous rod of divination the great church clock struck ten as wolfert and the doctor passed by the churchyard and the watchman bawled in hoarse voice long and doleful all's well a deep sleep had already fallen upon this primitive little burg nothing disturbed this awful silence excepting now and then the bark of some profligate night-walking dog or the serenade of some romantic cat it is true wolfert fancied more than once that he heard the sound of a stealthy footfall at a distance behind them but it might have been merely the echo of their own steps along the quiet streets he thought also at one time he saw a tall figure skulking after them stopping when they stopped and moving on as they proceeded but the dim and uncertain lamplight threw such vague gleams and shadows that this might all have been mere fancy they found the old fisherman waiting for them smoking his pipe in the stern of the skiff which was moored just in front of his little cabin a pickaxe and spade were lying at the bottom of the boat with a dark lantern thus then did these three worthies embark on their cockle-shell of a skiff upon this nocturnal expedition with a wisdom and valor equaled only by the three wise men of gotham who had ventured to sea in a bowl the tide was rising and running rapidly up the sound the current bore them along almost without the aid of an oar the profile of the town lay all in shadow here and there a light feebly glimmered from some sick chamber or from the cabin window of some vessel at anchor in the stream not a cloud obscured the deep starry firmament the lights of which wavered on the surface of the placid river and a shooting meteor streaking its pale course in the very direction they were taking was interpreted by the doctor into a most propitious omen in a little while they glided by the point of corlaire's hook with the rural inn which had been the scene of such night adventures wolfert felt a chill pass over him as they passed the point where the buccaneer had disappeared he pointed it out to dr knipperhausen while regarding it they thought they saw a boat actually lurking at the very place but the shore cast such a shadow over the border of the water that they could discern nothing distinctly they had not proceeded far when they heard the low sounds of distant oars as if cautiously pulled sam plied his oars with redoubled vigor and knowing all the eddies and currents of the stream soon left their followers if such they were far astern in a little while they stretched across turtle bay and kipps bay then shrouded themselves in the deep shadows of the manhattan shore and glided swiftly along secure from observation 
at length the negro shot his skiff into a little cove darkly embowered by trees and made it fast to the well-known iron ring they now landed and lighting the lantern gathered their various implements and proceeded slowly through the bushes every sound startled them even that of their own footsteps among the dry leaves and the hooting of the screech owl from the shattered chimney of the neighboring ruin made their blood run cold in spite of all wolfert's caution in taking note of the landmarks it was some time before they could find the open place among the trees where the treasure was supposed to be buried at length they came to the ledge of rock and on examining its surface by the aid of the lantern wolfert recognized the three mystic crosses their hearts beat quick for the momentous trial was at hand that was to determine their hopes the lantern was now held by wolfert weber while the doctor produced the divining rod it was a forked twig one end of which was grasped firmly in each hand with the centre forming the stem pointed perpendicularly upwards the doctor moved his wand about within a certain distance of the earth from place to place for some time without any effect while wolfert kept the light of the lantern turned full upon it and watched it with the most breathless interest at length the rod began slowly to turn the doctor grasped it with greater earnestness his hands trembling with the agitation of his mind the wand continued to turn gradually until at length the stem had reversed its position and pointed perpendicularly downward and remained pointing to one spot as fixedly as the needle to the pole this is the spot said the doctor in an almost inaudible tone wolfert's heart was in his throat shall i dig said the negro grasping the spade pots thousand no replied the little doctor hastily he now ordered his companions to keep close by him and to maintain the most inflexible silence that certain precautions must be taken and ceremonies used to prevent the evil spirits which kept about buried treasure from doing them any harm he then drew a circle about the place enough to include the whole party he next gathered dry twigs and leaves and made a fire upon which he threw certain drugs and dried herbs which he had brought in his basket a thick smoke arose diffusing a potent odor savoring marvelously of brimstone and asafetida which however grateful it might be to the olfactory nerves of spirits nearly strangled poor wolfert and produced a fit of coughing and wheezing that made the whole grove resound dr knipperhausen then unclasped the volume which he had brought under his arm which was printed in red and black characters in german text while wolfert held the lantern the doctor by the aid of his spectacles read off several forms of conjuration in latin and german he then ordered sam to seize the pickaxe and proceed to work the close-bound soil gave obstinate signs of not having been disturbed for many a year after having picked his way through the surface sam came to a bed of sand and gravel which he threw briskly to right and left with the spade hark said wolfert who fancied he heard a trampling among the dry leaves and rustling through the bushes sam paused for a moment and they listened no footstep was near the bat flitted by them in silence a bird roused from its roost by the light which glared up among the trees flew circling about the flame in the profound stillness of the woodland they could distinguish the current rippling along the rocky shore and the distant murmuring and roaring of hellgate the negro continued his labors and had already digged a considerable hole 
the doctor stood on the edge reading formula every now and then from his black-letter volume or throwing more drugs and herbs upon the fire while wolfert bent anxiously over the pit watching every stroke of the spade any one witnessing the scene thus lighted up by the fire lantern and the reflection of wolfert's red mantle might have mistaken the little doctor for some magician busied in his incantations and the grizzly-headed negro for some swart goblin obedient to his commands at length the spade of the fisherman struck upon something that sounded hollow the sound vibrated to wolfert's heart he struck his spade again tis a chest said sam full of gold i'll warrant it cried wolfert clasping his hands with rapture scarcely had he uttered the words when a sound from above caught his ear he cast up his eyes and lo by the expiring light of the fire he beheld just above the disk of the rock what appeared to be the grim visage of the drowned buccaneer grinning hideously down upon him wolfert gave a loud cry and let fall the lantern his panic communicated itself to his companions the negro leaped out of the hole the doctor dropped his book and basket and began to pray in german all was horror and confusion the fire was scattered about the lantern extinguished in their hurry-scurry they ran against and confounded one another they fancied a legion of hobgoblins let loose upon them and that they saw by the fitful gleams of the scattered embers strange figures in red caps gibbering and ramping around them the doctor ran one way the negro another and wolfert made for the waterside as he plunged struggling onwards through brush and brake he heard the tread of some one in pursuit he scrambled frantically forward the footsteps gained upon him he felt himself grasped by his cloak when suddenly his pursuer was attacked in turn a fierce flight and struggle ensued a pistol was discharged that lit up rock and bush for a second and showed two figures grappling together all was then darker than ever the contest continued the combatants clinched each other and panted and groaned and rolled among the rocks there was snarling and growling as of a cur mingled with curses in which wolfert fancied he could recognize the voice of the buccaneer he would fain have fled but he was on the brink of a precipice and could go no further again the parties were on their feet again there was a tugging and a struggling as if strength alone could decide the combat until one was precipitated from the brow of the cliff and sent headlong into the deep stream that whirled below wolfert heard the plunge and a kind of bubbling murmur but the darkness of the night hid everything from him and the swiftness of the current swept everything instantly out of hearing one of the combatants was disposed of but whether friend or foe wolfert could not tell nor whether they might not both be foes he heard the survivor approach and his terror revived he saw where the profile of the rock rose against the horizon a human form advancing he could not be mistaken it must be the buccaneer whither should he fly a precipice was on one side a murderer on the other the enemy approached he was close at hand wolfert attempted to let himself down the face of the cliff his cloak caught in a thorn that grew on the edge he was jerked from his feet and held dangling in the air half choked by the string with which his careful wife had fastened the garment around his neck wolfert thought his last moment had arrived when the string broke and he tumbled down the bank bumping rock to rock and bush to bush and leaving the red cloak fluttering like a banner in the air 
it was a long while before wolfert came to himself when he opened his eyes the ruddy streaks of morning were already shooting up the sky he found himself grievously battered and lying in the bottom of a boat he attempted to sit up but was too sore and stiff to move a voice requested him in friendly accents to lie still he turned his eyes toward the speaker it was dirk waldron he had dogged the party at the earnest request of dame weber and her daughter dirk had been completely distanced in following the light skiff of the fisherman and had just come to rescue the poor money-digger from his pursuer thus ended this perilous enterprise the doctor and black sam severally found their way back to the manhattoes each having some dreadful tale of peril to relate as to poor wolfert instead of returning in triumph laden with bags of gold he was borne home on a shutter followed by a rabble rout of curious urchins his wife and daughter saw the dismal pageant from a distance and alarmed the neighbors with their cries the whole town was in a buzz with the story of the money diggers many repaired to the scene of the previous night's adventures but though they found the very place of the digging they discovered nothing that compensated them for their trouble some say they found the fragments of an oaken chest and an iron pot lid which savored strongly of hidden money and that in the old family vault there were traces of bales and boxes but this is all very dubious in fact the secret of all this story has never to this day been discovered whether any treasure were ever actually buried at that place whether if so it were carried off at night by those who had buried it or whether it still remains there under the guardianship of gnomes and spirits until it shall be properly sought for is all matter of conjecture there were many conjectures formed also as to who and what was the strange man of the seas who had domineered over the little fraternity at corlaire's hook for a time disappeared so strangely and reappeared so fearfully some supposed him a smuggler stationed at that place to assist his comrades in landing their goods among the rocky coves on the island others that he was one of the ancient comrades of kidd or bradish returned to convey away treasures formerly hidden in the vicinity the only circumstance that throws anything like a vague light on this mysterious matter is a report which prevailed of a strange foreign-built shallop with much the look of a picaroon having been seen hovering around the sound for several days without landing or reporting herself though boats were seen going to and from her at night and that she was seen standing out of the mouth of the harbor in the gray of the dawn after the catastrophe of the money-diggers i must not omit to mention another report also of the buccaneer who was supposed to have been drowned being seen before daybreak with a lantern in his hand seated astride his great sea-chest and sailing through hellgate which just then began to roar and bellow with redoubled fury while all the gossip world was thus filled with talk and rumor poor wolfert lay sick and sorrowfully in his bed bruised in body and sorely beaten down in mind his wife and daughter did all they could to bind up his wounds both corporal and spiritual the good old dame never stirred from his bedside where she sat knitting from morning till night while his daughter busied herself about him with the fondest care it was a moving sight to behold him wasting away day by day growing thinner and thinner and ghastlier and ghastlier dirk waldron was the only being that seemed to shed a ray of sunshine into this house of mourning he came in with cheery look and manly spirit and tried to reanimate the expiring heart of the poor money-digger 
but it was all in vain wolfert was completely done over if anything was wanting to complete his despair it was a notice served upon him in the midst of his distress that the corporation were about to run a new street through the very centre of his cabbage garden he now saw nothing before him but poverty and ruin his last reliance the garden of his forefathers was to be laid waste and what then was to become of his poor wife and child his eyes filled with tears as they followed the dutiful amy out of the room one morning dirk waldron was seated beside him wolfert grasped his hand pointed after his daughter and for the first time since his illness broke the silence he had maintained i am going said he shaking his head feebly and when i am gone my poor daughter leave her to me father said dirk manfully i'll take care of her wolfert looked up in the face of the cheery strapping youngster and saw there was none better able to take care of a woman enough said he she is yours and now fetch me a lawyer and let me make my will and die the lawyer was brought a dapper bustling round-headed little man roarback or rollbuck as it was pronounced by name at the sight of him the women broke into loud lamentations wolfert made a feeble motion for them to be silent poor amy buried her face and her grief in the bed curtain dame weber resumed her knitting to hide her distress which betrayed itself however in a pellucid tear which trickled silently down and hung at the end of her peaked nose while the cat the only unconcerned member of the family played with the good dame's ball of worsted as it rolled about the floor wolfert lay on his back his nightcap drawn over his forehead his eyes closed his whole visage the picture of death he begged the lawyer to be brief for he felt his end approaching and that he had no time to lose the lawyer nibbed his pen spread out his paper and prepared to write a given bequeath said wolfert faintly my small farm what all exclaimed the lawyer wolfert half opened his eyes and looked upon the lawyer yes all said he what all the great patch of land with cabbages and sunflowers which the corporation is just going to run a main street through the same said wolfert with a heavy sigh and sinking back upon his pillow i wish him joy that inherits it said the little lawyer chuckling and rubbing his hands involuntarily what do you mean said wolfert again opening his eyes then he'll be one of the richest men in the place cried little roebuck the expiring wolfert seemed to step back from the threshold of existence his eyes again lighted up he raised himself in his bed shoved back his red worsted nightcap and stared broadly at the lawyer you don't say exclaimed he faith but i do rejoined the other why when that great field and that huge meadow come to be laid out in streets and cut up in snug building lots why whoever owns it need not pull off his hat to the patroon say you so cried wolfert half thrusting one leg out of the bed but then i think i'll not make my will yet to the surprise of everybody the dying man actually recovered the vital spark which had glimmered faintly in the socket received fresh fuel from the oil of gladness which the little lawyer poured into his soul it once more burnt up into a flame give physic to the heart ye who would revive the body of a spirit-broken man in a few days wolfert left his room in a few days more his table was covered with deeds plans of streets and building lots 
little roebuck was constantly with him his right-hand man and adviser and instead of making his will assisted in the more agreeable task of making his fortune in fact wolfert weber was one of those worthy dutch burghers of the manhattoes whose fortunes have been made in a manner in spite of themselves who have tenaciously held on to their hereditary acres raising turnips and cabbages about the skirts of the city hardly able to make both ends meet until the corporation has cruelly driven streets through their abodes and they have suddenly awakened out of their lethargy and to their astonishment found themselves rich men before many months had elapsed the great bustling street passed through the very centre of the weber garden just where wolfert had dreamed of finding a treasure his golden dream was accomplished he did indeed find an unlooked-for source of wealth for when his paternal lands were distributed into building lots and rented out to safe tenants instead of producing a paltry crop of cabbages they returned him an abundant crop of rent insomuch that on quarter day it was a goodly sight to see his tenants knocking at the door from morning till night each with a little round-bellied bag of money a golden produce of the soil the ancient mansion of his forefathers was still kept up but instead of being a little yellow-fronted dutch house in the garden it now stood boldly in the midst of a street the grand home of the neighborhood for wolfert enlarged it with a wing on each side and cupola or tea-room on top where he might climb up and smoke as wolfert waxed old and rich and corpulent he also set up a great gingerbread colored carriage drawn by a pair of black flanders mares with tails that swept the ground and to commemorate the origin of his greatness he had for his crest a full-blown cabbage painted on the panels with the pithy motto alice kopf that is to say all head meaning thereby that he had risen by sheer headwork to fill the measure of his greatness in the fullness of time the renowned ram rapley slept with his fathers and wolfert weber succeeded to the leather-bottomed armchair in the inn parlor at corlaire's hook where he long reigned greatly honored and respected insomuch that he was never known to tell a story without its being believed nor to utter a joke without its being laughed at End of section fourteen end of wolfert weber or golden dreams